Welcome to Tuesday's Morning Show Podcast, because you deserve a better morning. Sometimes there are stories that a lot of the mainstream news organizations don't focus on because they're not like cool or sexy or whatever, but they are still important. And I'm going to talk about one of those in my second core four segment. And if you're in a long distance relationship, wait until you hear today's nerd news. Welcome to the Morning Show Podcast. My name is Anthony. I'm Carla Marie, and today is Tuesday, February 28th, 2023. The Core Four. The four headlines you need to know. Today is the day Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida takes control of Disney World. We've been following this story since last spring when the mouse and the governor were at odds over DeSantis's bill, commonly known as the Don't Say Gay Bill. Then-Disney CEO Bob Chappick said the company was against the bill and would pull any political spending in the state of Florida. To retaliate, DeSantis said he would strip Disney of their special tax-exempt status for speaking out against his legislation. Unfortunately for DeSantis, he didn't really get what he wanted, which is actually good for the taxpaying residents of Florida. Had Disney been stripped of their tax-exempt status, the state would have been on the hook for billions of dollars in bonds and infrastructure things that the state's largest employer, Disney, were paying for. What DeSantis did get, however, after officially signing the bill yesterday, was the ability to handpick a five-member board that oversees the government services that Disney provides in their tax-exempt zone. So basically, it'll create some oversight for Disney in Florida under Ron DeSantis's lead. And it also changes the name of the area Disney controls, but that's not really that important. Surprisingly, there has been pushback from both parties to DeSantis's move. Some of his more moderate Republican colleagues have said the governor overstepped his authority by punishing a private business for simply not agreeing with him. Republicans for years have wanted limited government intervention in private business. Democrats have called out DeSantis for penalizing a company for voicing their support of the LGBTQ plus community. And there are those, of course, supporting DeSantis and claiming the move is a victory in the battle against woke culture. It is interesting in a country that often warns against communist and socialist ideas that a Republican governor, who will most likely run for president, signed a bill that is dangerously close to forcing a private company into nationalization, something you would normally only see from dictators in developing countries. Today, the Supreme Court will begin hearing arguments over President Biden's student loan forgiveness program. In August, the president announced the program, which provides relief for 40 million borrowers, 20 million who would have their debt completely wiped. Six Republican-led states, along with two borrowers from Texas, are pushing the Supreme Court to invalidate the forgiveness program, stating that the Biden administration unlawfully invoked the COVID-19 pandemic to claim, quote, breathtaking and transformative power. And borrowers have been left in limbo. In November, the Department of Education stopped accepting applications for the forgiveness program, and loan service providers were prevented from wiping any debt due to these legal challenges. The court will have two questions to consider. First, whether state and borrowers have the legal right to challenge the program at all. And the second question is whether the Biden administration exceeded its authority with its plan to eliminate $430 billion of federal student loan debt. This is a story that you most likely won't hear about because it's not one of the big, sexy, attention-grabbing headlines that major news outlets make their money on. But it's still pretty important. 
Yesterday, the Supreme Court announced they will take up a case regarding the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Before we get into the case and what it's about, what exactly does the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau do? It was set up in 2010 after the largely unregulated banking industry collapsed and took our entire economy down with it. The goal of the agency is to protect consumers by providing education and accepting complaints against financial institutions. So it basically keeps an eye on banks, lenders, debt collectors, and credit reporting agencies to protect us from them. So why is the Supreme Court looking into the agency? Well, when the agency was established back in 2010, the way that Democrats decided to finance the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau was to pull the money directly from the Federal Reserve. Republicans and financial institutions argued that by choosing to bypass Congress to fund the agency meant the agency couldn't be held accountable. Democrats argued that funding the agency this way would keep it from partisan interference and lobbying from the banking industry. So yesterday, the Supreme Court announced it would hear a case that calls into question the way the agency is funded. Back in October, a lower court agreed with a financial group that the funding for the agency was unconstitutional. If the Supreme Court agrees with the lower court, it could result in the agency losing a lot of its funding and protection from lobbyists and partisan groups. After the lower court ruling, the government asked the Supreme Court to take a look at the case to overturn it. It is important to note that most of the agencies that oversee the banking industry are funded directly by the Federal Reserve. An arrest warrant has been issued for a woman in Washington state who has tuberculosis. She's in her 70s and is refusing to complete her treatment. While tuberculosis is curable, when left untreated, it can result in death. Although it does not spread easily, people who are untreated are considered contagious and a threat to the public health. In the last 20 years, legal authority has had to be used only three times for this type of situation. The arrest warrant will be executed next month. She'll be detained in Pierce County Jail for no longer than 45 days. While there, she'll undergo testing and treatment for tuberculosis until she no longer presents a threat to the public health. Hope for humanity. Even when the news sucks, there's still hope. Here are three problems humanity is facing right now. One, not enough clean drinking water. Two, too much wastewater. Three, how do we provide electricity without destroying the planet with greenhouse gases or mining for materials for new batteries? And today's hope for humanity is solving all three of those issues at the same time. Korean scientists have developed a way to provide drinking water and electricity from almost any water source, including seawater or sewage. I know that sounds kind of gross, but stick with me here. The research is being done at the Korean Institute of Science and Technology. I won't get into the exact science of how it's done, mainly because I'm not smart enough to fully comprehend how it works. But what I do know is the researchers have developed a high-tech membrane that any water could pass through. Rain, river, sewage, and wastewater can all be used. And the water passes through the membrane that's built kind of like a sandwich. At the bottom of the membrane is what filters the water, removing microplastics and heavy metals, making it safe to drink. The top layer generates current from the movement of the ions in the water. That's what makes electricity, and it can conduct continuous energy for three hours with just 10 microliters of water, which is 0.01 milliliters. And for us Americans that struggle with liters, that's less than one thousandth of an ounce. 
It's still a brand new technology, so the team is still playing around with it and conducting follow-up research to make sure that the wastewater that's filtered is up to drinking standards around the world. But the study does give us hope that a brand new source of clean water and clean energy could be right around the corner, especially when you consider that a lot of our conflicts at home and abroad come down to water rights, conservation, and energy security. When you're done listening to this podcast, or if your phone is in your hand right now, go to Instagram, where you probably already were, and follow us. It's at Carla Marie and Anthony. We post clips of our live shows on there, so it's always the best parts. Uh, updates about the podcast. We share links on our stories. If you tag us in posts, we reshare them. So go follow us there. It's at Carla Marie and Anthony. Let's play Cover Lovers. All the songs you know and love, but different. We have the co-hosts of Fox 13's Good Day Seattle, Liz Dewicki and Bill Wixie. Good morning, guys. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. You're coming to us from your set this morning, which looks incredible. I know not everyone can see us, but they can if they watch your morning show on Fox 13 and they can stream it from wherever they are. Fox13seattle.com. We'll give you an opportunity to tell people what they can expect with, uh, with Good Day and everything at the end. But the real question is, are you guys ready to go head to head in Cover Lovers? We were born ready. I was born ready. I Absolutely. can't answer for you. I'm ready for this. All right. Now, let me ask you guys a question. And this might be uh, this might be a personal question. What were you guys doing in the 90s? In the 90s. What weren't you doing I was, in the 90s? I was starting my television career and Aww. working in little markets all around the country. I love that. In, in the 90s, I was watching MTV and dancing in front of the television. Ooh, okay, right, well, so Liz might do better. At she, the might. I, she might. I am, I'm excited for this. I'm so ready. You are going to be getting some of the biggest songs from the 90s, and you are going to be hearing the acoustic cover versions of these songs. Got it. Okay. Liz, you are first. Are you ready? Ooh, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Here's your first cover lover's clue. It's Umbob. It's Hanson. Two Hanson. points. Yes. Nice. Well done. That was, that was an easy one. I like that you're yeah, continuing to sing this song. We're just going to let you go as long as you all want. Right, all, so. right. <laughs> all right, Bill, are you ready for your part of round one? Okay. Here is your first cover lover's clue. It's semi-sonic closing time. Yes! Two yeah! points. That was really good. <laughs> It was good. great. And I know everyone can listen to this, but we're watching Bill. I watched your thought process yeah. and I saw like the light bulb go off in your head. It was real. That was really good. I was, I was so trying to figure out, oh my gosh, what is this? It's one of those songs where you sing along right. and you're like, what's the name of this band? Right. I can't yeah, remember. Exactly. Got it. Yeah, exactly. All right, Liz, moving over to your part of round two. Oh Here gosh, I, it's going to get hard. Is your, it does get harder it as does. we go. Here is your second cover lover's clue.
Nazi. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it's, uh, I want it that way. Right. And that's who sang that. Was it, <gasps> was it, the, it was the Backstreet Boys. Was it the Backstreet Boys? Is that your final answer? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Two points. Yeah! Yeah! It reminds me of the Burger King commercial. That was a Burger King commercial. It was. They did yeah. make a Burger King commercial out of that. Bill, your second cover lover's clue. I think the Red Hot Chili Peppers should be able to sue over that. Um, <laughs> it's under the bridge. Yes. Two points. Oh, man. The pressure is mounting because as we get into it. round three, Carla Marie, can we get a score check? Uh, it is tied four to four. I wouldn't have gotten that one. Now, this is the hardest round. I will warn you guys. So, Liz. Okay. Your hardest, so your hardest right. cover lover's clue. Here we go. Okay. Alanis Morissette was that ironic was it is that your final answer <laughs> oh that's good is that ironic that was ironic is that your fun yes two points Sorry, I, had to, I was too. It was that uh, last. It was, that last I, note. It was good. I myself through it. Liz, how often do you guys sing on your morning show? She she's always singing in on, the commercial breaks. Oh, like, the commercial and, breaks. She's singing like the most ridiculous things. And, like it's like tiny houses. <laughs> tiny houses. <laughs> I mean, it's a five-hour show. You have to do something. Yeah, you to, have to. You know, keep the energy going, right? Yeah. Trust me, we we understand totally now. <laughs> I know you get it. I know you get it. I know. That we've all enjoyed listening to Liz sing. But Bill, we need you to focus on real music for a second. Okay. Are you ready? Because you need to get both points here to push this to the tiebreaker. Okay. No pressure. Here is your final cover lover's clue. Shame to say I knew that in two notes. Uh, my heart will go on by Celine Dion. Two yeah. points. Oh my god. And nice. now we head to the tiebreaker. Oh. This is a sudden death overtime type of game. We're gonna play one cover lover's clue, one remaining clue. Whoever identifies the song first by yelling out their name, I will stop the song. And if you get it correct, you win. That's it. This is head to head. It's a race to see who can get it first really good at this and I'm very nervous right now. My hands are clammy. You're really good. All right. Are you guys both ready for sudden death overtime? Yes. Yeah. Bill. No, I want to. Oh. You cheated. You're supposed to wait 
no first person to buzz in. Kind of a peach. See, Liz, this is what happens <laughs> when you don't pay attention to the rules, Bill. Okay, fine. Say it ain't so, but two points and the win. You know what's funny is I watched Liz be like, "Oh, I got this," and I'm like, "Why is she not saying it?" Oh, because no. I thought we had to wait until the thing went off and then say our names. Can we do it? Can we? No, do, it's fine, Bill. Can we Bill do a won. final do Bill over? Wins. Do over? Do yeah. over. I didn't understand the rules. And it's, <laughs> it is, right. it's my own fault. It's I did it. I did it to myself. Now nah, you guys were both. Amazing, absolutely amazing. Um, <laughs> I was trying to think of the artist really quick too. If so. people want more of Liz and Bill, tell them how they can watch and what happens during your morning show because it's five hours long. It's way Isn't longer than this. Liz and Bill, I, I don't, I wouldn't want more lot. of us after it's this. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. It's five plus hours of news, news weather, weather, traffic, traffic everything you need, shenanigans, tomfoolery, hijinks, and mm-hmm. hijinks, and um, the best segment around Liz's pet tricks. Right? Is that not the best piece of television ever? I have four cats and I can't get them to do anything good to get on Liz's pet tricks, but we're trying. I'll bet you can. I bet you could. I'll bet okay. you could. Well, Just videotape them being themselves. Okay. And I'll bet you there's we something literally good had there. a cat yesterday stuck in a hungry man box and that was the whole video. Well, that's actually be great happy. because last that. week, Carla Marie locked one of her cats in the closet for three hours. Okay. So. Anthony locked the cat in the closet, not me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Well, against that counts for Liz's. Okay, pressure. we'll get something on there soon. And uh, fun fact: when we were in our radio studio for a long time, we were watching you guys every day because mm-hmm. you were like the only live show that was on in Seattle while we were on. Yeah. So we had you guys on in the background almost every single morning. Right Aww, on. So that's that. that. That's our mar- marketing strategy. Then we, be we need the to only just get one. just be the only one, <laughs> and then just, you know, you just, just keep that rolling. Only yeah. one makes you number one. <laughs> Right. I love that energy. Oh, nerds. Nerd news. Because there's a little nerd in all of us. Anthony, have you ever been in a long distance relationship? Uh, I've not, actually. Well, then you don't know the struggles of wanting to kiss your significant other and not being able to do it. I No, I don't. <laughs> but now you can. What? It's a handheld kissing device that lets you kiss over the internet. No, thank you. Okay, so it's a mouth made out of silicone. And it attaches to your phone, and it's a way for long-distance couples to share physical intimacy. The device is said to mimic a real kiss by replicating the pressure, movement, and temperature of a user's lips. So I'm supposed to kiss a piece of rubber? Okay, here's where it gets really weird. It can also transmit the sound that the user is making. the worst part. I know. In order to send a kiss, you'll need to download an app, connect your phone to the kissing device, and then within the app, pair with your long-distance partner because you don't want to, you know, pair with a stranger, and then you guys kiss each other on your devices. Pairing with a stranger sounds at least interesting. (laughs) It's currently only available for sale in China, but it looks like it's about $41 USD, so... I'll keep an eye out because when it comes here, we're totally trying this thing out. If you have never hung out with us on Twitch before, I would like to personally invite you today to hang out with us. We are live at 8 o'clock in the morning on the West Coast, 11 o'clock in the morning on the East Coast. And Twitch is where we get to kind of just hang out with you. You can always jump into any conversation that we're having through our live chat because it is a live video stream with a chat function. So that means you can watch us on your phone, your tablet, your home computer, your TV, your work computer, or what some people do, and this is how you do it safely in the car, is you listen to us like you would listen to any radio station or podcast. You put us on and then you leave it playing in the background. 
and definitely don't watch and drive or chat and drive. That would be very dangerous. And even though you might hear us talking about people subscribing to the channel, if you hang out with us live, it is totally free, whether you have an account or not. And if you don't have a Twitch account, just go to twitch.tv slash Carla Marine Anthony. Again, live at eight o'clock in the morning on the West Coast, 11 o'clock in the morning on the East Coast. It may not be important, but we're all talking about it. Let's get to an understanding. My job is to cover ridiculous things that arise in pop culture. So in short, I'm just doing my job. This is Pop Stop. When you think of hot sauce, Anthony, what celebrity comes to mind? When I think of hot sauce? Yeah, like hot, hot, hot sauce. Maybe the hot sauce challenge guy? Oh, well, that's not who I'm talking about. Oh. Ed Sheeran just launched... Oh, he loves hot sauce, yeah, right? Yeah, he just launched two hot sauce flavors with Kraft Heinz. They're called Tingly Ted's Hot Sauce, and their flavors are tingly and extra tingly. And the name Ted is because growing up, Ed Sheeran's nickname was Teddy. Isn't his Instagram uh, Teddy's photos Teddy's or something? Teddy's photos, yep. I always thought that was his dog or so something. Did, so did I. So the flavors of these hot sauces feature lemon notes, a smoky flavor, and a mix of herbs and spices. And Ed said he has tried them with all kinds of meals, and they work great with everything except bananas. So. Oh, so the guy who made the hot sauce says that it works yeah, with everything? Yeah. Well, that's and believable. He wants people to know it's not a watery hot sauce. He wanted it to be like a ketchup consistency. Mm. So it's a thick hot sauce. It's available for pre-order right now, but only in Europe, Australia, and New Zealand. So I'm going to keep you updated because once it's released here, I'll let everybody know. On Friday, I mentioned the movie Cocaine Bear, which came in second at the box office with $23 million this past weekend. In case you missed my review on Friday's episode of the Morning Show podcast, it's a simple premise. A bear takes a bunch of cocaine and goes on a rampage. It's insane, gory, wild, and as crazy as this sounds, it's loosely based on real events from 1985. And based off the early success of Cocaine Bear, there's already a copycat. Now, when I first saw this story, I thought it was an article from The Onion, but it looks like it's actually real. The studio behind Sharknado announced they've got their own drug-fueled animal bender coming out this summer, and it's called Attack of the Meth Gator, which, based on the title, one can only assume will follow the adventures of an alligator that somehow comes into possession of some meth. That movie is allegedly coming out this summer, and not only is this the same studio that brought us Sharknado, they're also the studio that decided to make their own version of Snakes on a Plane, except theirs was Snakes on a Train. What's trending? The thing you didn't know you needed until Carla Marie told you about it. This one is for the boys. Ooh, I'm a boy. You need these, actually. So Muggsy is the name of the company, and they have super comfy pants. They've got jeans, chinos, and joggers, but all of their pants have like a four-way stretch. They look like regular jeans, but all of the men who wear them, like in the reviews, say it feels like you're wearing actual sweatpants. Okay. I'm very jealous of this. I want you to get a pair, Anthony, so I can see what they feel like. I mean, I have been doing more squats and deadlifts recently, so I am a little more cheeked up than normal. I could <laughs> use the four-way stretch. I don't think anyone needed to hear that phrase this morning, <laughs> but they even have slim fit jeans, and they're apparently super comfy as well. I'm going to put a link at themorningshowpodcast.com. And if Anthony gets a pair, we're going to have to take a photo of him and share it everywhere so we can see his cheeked up butt. Doing lunges. <laughs> the Morning Show Podcast. I listen to you guys every morning with Carla Marie and Anthony. Episode number 249 is in the book, which means tomorrow's a big episode, 250. I feel Ooh. like that's a, that's a big milestone to get to. What should we do for it? Probably the same exact thing. And it's a new month, don't forget. That's true. Before you give us the info in the area code, mm -hmm. 
I want to shout out all the leap year babies. Oh, yeah. Who this is the day a lot of them celebrate. Actually, I think most celebrate today, February 28th, mm-hmm. um, when they don't have their birthday that year, February 29th. It makes sense because at least you're then still celebrating in the same birth month. Yes. So happy birthday to leap year babies. I know it's a struggle not having your birthday. And episode number 249 brings us to area code 249, which is Northeast Ontario. So shout out to all of our Canadian friends out there. All three of you. Just my family alone is like 37 Canadians. True. That is very true. I don't know if all of them listen, but some of them do. And also, let's go back to the core four um, when I had to say the word borrower. Mm -hmm. If you were listening to that and you were like, she is struggling with this word, I was. Borrower is not an easy word. Brewery is not an easy word. There are some words, especially when you're trying to sound somewhat informed. Yes. They just make you sound like a big dummy, and that's okay. Student loan borrowers. Borrowers. You're still not doing great. Uh, Just just stop. Nope. Just figure out a new word. Go to go to a th- uh, thesaurus. <laughs> I can't even say it. <laughs> All right. Thank you for hanging out with us. We will see you tomorrow. Episode 250 tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Morning Show Podcast. Catch Carla Marie and Anthony live on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Carla Marie and Anthony. 